Welcome to the Real Estate Fight Club, a podcast for agents where you'll witness a battle of opinions about topics affecting your real estate business. There are many ways for agents to achieve success. The secret is to find which approach will work for you. Now, always in your corner, here are your hosts, Jen Mertland and Monica Weekly. Welcome to a very special episode of Real Estate Fight Club. What's up, Jen Mert? What's up, Monica? Guess what this is. Tell me, tell me. Episode number 150. Holy shit. 150 is nifty. That's great. I'm going to take our picture. Smile. Hey, hey, girl. <laughs> yes. Well, this has been a trip, hasn't it? Yeah, it's great. We need, I can't wait till we celebrate 1050. Yeah, that's right. Oh my God. What what are we gonna still be talking about? What are we gonna still be fighting about? There'll be more. Everything. I'm sure. You know, I know we tell our story about why we started this podcast and the idea that, you know, everybody needs to find their own authentic path and you can have success in lots of different ways and yada, yada. And I know we're both very positive people and we see visuals of success and we go for it. But be honest, did you think that we'd be at episode 150 with thousands of downloads every month and doing what we're doing right now? Come on. Um, what did I think? I don't know. I would probably still do it anyway. Yeah. I like I would it. Do it anyway, but I didn't foresee the the following. So guys, we are so flipping grateful for you and so happy you tune in every week. Yes. So we love you for listening. We do love you. Except love when you, you don't do a buyer consultation and a buyer agreement, then we hate you and we're disappointed. No, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> that is just not true. <laughs> don't listen. Are you hangry? Do you need a Snickers? No. Okay. I don't like right. Snickers. Do you? I, it's not my number one candy. What's your number I, one candy? Oh, it's called Take Five. Have you ever had them? I don't think I would like it. The most underestimated freaking candy bar on the planet. It's got pretzels in it, right? Pretzel, caramel, peanut butter, chocolate. Nope. It's damn good. I'm out. What's your favorite? I like homemade Buckeyes. Okay. But if we're talking about candy bars, oh, I don't know. I like it. I don't know. I like a lot of them. I like Twix. Now you don't like pretzels in your candy? No. You don't like the pretzel M&Ms? No. Oh, those are good too. <laughs> I apparently have a theme of pretzels. You like pretzels? Yeah, my mom used to make this white chocolate pretzel peanut blob at Christmas time. These oh. Little, you know, oh man, I'm broken up. I that. Oh, it's good, it's good. All right, you know what? We need to get on with this. Get on with it. Get on with it. All right, guys, today- in Real Estate Fight Club podcast, Jen and I are going to be duking it out over this. What is a fair referral fee? When should it vary? When should it be more or less? Like, what is fair and what should we be following? And the only reason we thought of this topic is because we touched on it in another podcast and you said something. I was like, no way. And you're like, <laughs> oh, save it for an episode. So, we don't even know what this is going to look like. <laughs> I feel what like I'm going to, I'm going to be Switzerland and I'm going to say it depends. <gasps> oh, whoa. Wait a second. But it's higher yeah. than you think. No, I mean, what's it depend on? 
Well, I want to back up and say, just because somebody wants to work with you doesn't mean that you have to work with them, right? This is like straight out of your playbook, like set your standards. And one of those standards is like, it could be a part of town. It could be a price point, something like that, right? It could be, I don't work with buyers or whatever. And, but don't just not get that business. Like we have the opportunity to also make money and it's important to have referral partners that you can refer the business to, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So you're saying have standards as far as where you'll work and where you won't and when it's time to refer out. Yes. Because a lot of agents I see make a huge mistake and they're like, no, well, like I won't do that. I don't, I don't do that. And a client comes and wants help. And they're like, either they take something they don't want to do, or they just Mm -hmm. let it go. And they're like, no, I can't help you. Yeah. That was money right there. Yeah. Yes. But I also don't think you should take everything. And I see so many just taking whatever they get. And like, it's like, no, think about your business, decide if you want to work with that client or not. And then if you don't refer it. So here's what I think the referral depends on. I think you can ask for a higher referral if it's a listing. Okay. If, um, and it depends on how involved you're going to be. If you want to keep the relationship with the client, if then you ask, then you do something higher than like, then if you're going to be just be handing off the client, if you, yeah, that's it. Well, okay. Let's quantify this. Then it's a listing. You're going to hand it off because it's, um, um, part of town. You don't work or it's too far North or whatever or whatever. What do you, what do you, it depends on the price too, the price point. So if it's something like, but in our, we're in, we're in Ohio. Okay. So if it's something like below maybe like 150 or 175, that's going to be really, really hard for somebody to find them something. So on top of their brokerage, taking money, like I don't want to take a lot of money. So I'll do it. If they're a referral partner that I use a lot, that one I'll be like, cause they're, I'd probably do nothing somewhere between zero and 10. But um, this is a listing. 10%. This is a listing. Oh, if it's a listing, if it's a listing, then, and it's like that low, I would probably do like 25%. I do between 25 and 50% for a listing. Okay. So 25% because it's a low price point. Mm-hmm. Okay. And are you factoring in that a chimpanzee could sell a house right now? That is not true at all. You're perpetuating this myth, Monica, you're fired. Can some, when I'm the czar, I'm taking away Monica's real estate license. That is not fucking true. It has been true. It's It's not true. And just because Mm -hmm. it can sell doesn't mean that it gets the client what they want. Doesn't mean that Oh, what's wrong with your camera? You have got to be watching this on YouTube. Monica's like <laughs> praising her. What's that? You, you are healed. You are I healed. think you like, you messed with my camera or something as soon as I said that. Yeah. I, I said that just to get a rise out of you. I'm just saying, does it matter what kind of market we're in? A little bit. Yeah, of course. Right. Because if you, because there's a buyer and it's going to be a super tough price point and it's, and it's lower than like an average, then I'm going to charge less. Right. But if it were, if we were in a market where buyers were easy and it was a low price point, I would then charge higher. It just kind of mm-hmm. depends, right? It depends on, I don't know, what, how do you decide? Or do you always I'm do the same standard, no matter what? 
I'm a pretty standard 25%, um, just because what I know is sometimes I benefit from that and sometimes I'm leaving money on the table. But, you know, in the end, I'm the person that believes it all comes out in the wash. That's so in interesting, end. right? I feel like that should be like reversed. Reversed. Yeah. Cause you're playing all these, like, it depends scenarios and I'm just 25%. And sometimes, yeah, of course I'm coming out ahead on that. And sometimes I'm not, and it's okay. And it's all right. If you're in the business long enough, you know, and that seems to be, yeah, but I just standard. don't think it's fair if it's like a buyer, that's a lower price point. I just don't think it's fair. And then if it's a listing, that's, if it's a listing, then that agent gets the buyers. If they get the buyers, like we're not taking any of that. So, but then you're assuming that the market has been like it is now. Now, remember the days where the buyers had, and these are coming back. They had 10 houses to choose from in one weekend. And you were for yeah. sure writing an offer because they were coming into town to write an and offer. And that's when I said I would charge higher. So that just okay. depends. And that would more depend on the price point. So if it's a higher price point, then you charge higher. Okay. So you charge higher because that, that receiving agent is going to make a lot more money. Mm -hmm. Okay. So do you ever do if, Hey, let's do 25% to me on this look, or, or let's do 50, 50. And look, if it ends up being a lot more of your time, then we'll discuss a reduction. Like do you I've done that, that before. It doesn't really happen like that. Have you done that before? No, I think that's really dangerous to do. I think you should I think have that's a, a weird, yeah, agreement. like it depends. That's a referral partner that you guys refer all the time. Yeah. Like it's, it's like all the time the trust is built there. Like everybody thinks it's fair. And it's like somebody, like if you were going to build a team, they would probably be on your team. Like, yes, it, that's totally different. Yeah. I agree on that. I think it's interesting that we don't discuss a referral to another market that I'm never going to benefit from in the future that I'm giving this agent a lead that they can then cultivate for two, three, four, five, six more referrals. If they do it right. You know, I have done one in perpetuity. Have you? Okay. Let's discuss that. So it was like, (laughs) I have family in a different state and it's like, okay, I am going, you're going to be my referral partner in that state. And then I want a commission on everything in perpetuity that they buy. Meaning anything that comes from this deal, either a referral from these people or future business from these people or anything. Only from those people. Like if it's a, yeah. So the, whatever they buy, whatever they sell, like in perpetuity, those specific people, I want a referral from them. Yes. And it literally says that on the referral agreement, like in perpetuity. But that does not mean if those people have a friend that they send. It does to that not. You're not. You have to train. Why am I teaching the referral class? Listen, you have to train I'm your family and your friends to come to you first. Uh, I mean, Monica, right? How do you do that? Uh, hey, hold on. Did you guys catch that? That's really freaking important right there. Because just because we send somebody down to... South Carolina, let's say, mm-hmm. doesn't mean we lose them as a referral partner because no. they certainly are going to know people, whether it's in state or out of state. And what are your strategies to capture business in and out of state? That's, what are some um, tips? Let's hear it. No, you. Oh, you asked me? Yeah. Oh, well, I have separate tags on out of town. Um, I have them in group and Facebook and you can post directly to that tag. So 
if I have a hundred people, actually, that I wait a second, Monica, I think this is like a good place for us to talk about our partners. And when we come back, you can give us the tips. Let's do it. Let's, Let's do it. Do it. Keep you listening, hanging on every word that Monica. Come on back. There's <laughs> money to be had. Come on back. <laughs> Let's hear a word from our favorite partners. Hey guys, it's Monica here. I am so excited to introduce you to Real Estate Fight Club's newest partnership, Cyberbacker. Cyberbacker is the best in the business for virtual assistants. How do I know this? Because I am a Cyberbacker customer and I love this company. I have my favorite, Frances. She is my Cyberbacker, been with me for over a year. She's amazing. She makes me better. She's eager to help. She's on time. She's disciplined. She's awesome. And this company, Cyberbacker, has figured out the system from the interviewing process to find out what I need, to the interviewing process to interview several cyberbackers, to the onboarding process, to the training process, very buttoned up, very awesome. You and I both know it's time for you to leverage. It's time for you to take that step and Cyberbacker is a really safe, awesome solution. Make sure to mention Fight Club and you will be getting a free gift, all right? Do it, make the call, see ya. Hi guys, Monica Weekly here. You know how you're supposed to post about real estate every single day on Facebook? Yes, yes you do. And the reason is if we don't remind our Facebook friends what we do for a living and how we help people, they will forget about it. We know it's our job to inform, educate, and demonstrate what we do for a living. Well, I'm coaching agents all around the country and they understand that, but they're not doing it. And I ask them, why aren't you doing it? Probably just like you. And they said, Monica, we don't know what to post. Can we just borrow your stuff? Because I love creating Facebook posts. And these can often be used over on Instagram as well. So I said yes, and people were borrowing my stuff. So I created finally a product that you can sign up for for free. It is free, guys. There is no reason for you not to sign up for this. It's ghostposter.com, G-H-O-S-T-P-O-S-T-R. No E in there, just T-R.com. And what you're going to get is you're going to get a Facebook posting idea to your email every single day. So not only do you have this great idea, but you've been reminded Oh yeah, I need to post. And that's Monday through Friday. And if you don't love the post or you think, gosh, I'd like something else, well, you're also gonna get access to a library of over 600 different posts for you to choose from by category. You're gonna love it. Go sign up, ghostposter.com. Don't waste a minute. And then be sure to join the private Facebook group. All right, I'll see you in there. Welcome back. Let's get back to the battle inside of the ring. Jen and I are duking it out over, I don't know, how to position referrals. And, and if you want to make money, we... follow my advice. If you want to lose money, follow Monica's advice, except on this specific case of how to get your like out of town yeah, what to do with that account? Referrals. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I All get right. a lot of questions about this, and I'm open to hearing other ideas because my idea is not the only one. But I do have out of town clients separate, and I do communicate with them separately. So educating them that hey, I am your resource for to to, to vet an agent if you're looking to make a move and you'd like me to interview a few agents for you and find you the most qualified based on what you're looking for, to do. I can do that. Now I'm offering a service to them, mm -hmm. right? And I'm not just saying, hey, you know, let me know. 
you know, let me know if you're looking to make a move, I can help. I'm, I'm actually explaining what's in it for them. Right. So there's an education piece that goes on in my phone. If somebody's out of town, they have the little airplay icon oh, that's uh, next to their name. I like so it. when I go in and search, I can put the airplane icon in and all of those people that are out of town show up and I can just quickly make some calls if I'm sitting in line or something. And that's I just want to touch base. Yeah. It's an intentional separate form of lead generation. Really? I think it is. And it, especially like in, like where my family lives in Florida, like those referral checks are the equivalent to like our regular checks. Oh, <laughs> so it's like, right. dang, this is yeah. nice. But I just literally like, yeah, I like that way. And some of some people that, you know, out of town, they're going to need the education. Right. But some mm-hmm. people, it's just like, Hey, you're my family and friend and I need to make money. And this is how I make money. So before you go to the person I'm going to send you to, come to me first and then I can get paid. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. But it depends on who you're talking to, right? And kind of what they know and don't know. Absolutely. But if they don't understand it, they're not going to think you can help them in Florida because you're not in Florida. Yeah. But I think the way, yeah. So it's all about the conversation, right? And so like, even now we're talking about like, we can help you in Portugal. We can help you in Colombia. We can help you in Panama. And it's like, oh, and we're starting to get referrals from those places. Like people will say, hey, I saw that you can help us in Portugal. Like, yeah, I can. Yeah, well, let's right. Do that. Exactly. Easy. Why not? I had somebody ask if we could help them in Spain. Yeah, we I can. went into, oh yeah, I went into EXP's workplace and looked it up, interviewed three of them, gave them the guy that I thought. But that's the, the thing too. So like, if you have someone, um, this, and this has happened a couple of times, like they went, it's like some obscure property somewhere where I I'm never going to go. And like, mm-hmm. I don't, so I pull like even in our market, right. I'll pull the MLS and say, who's listed and sold in that area and like interview those people mm-hmm. and then say, okay, here's your top, here's the top two, pick the one yeah. that you like, you know? Yeah. Best money you'll ever make. I believe referral money. What do you think you said? um, So you have a referral partner in a market. Do you ever tier the percentages up? Hey, this one's going to be 25% to me. You know, referral two through five is going to be at 35% to me. And so I haven't, but that's a good idea. Or reverse. Would it be make more sense to reverse it? This one's higher. And then as I I think it makes. No, I think it makes more sense to like, as you give them more leads that Uh, you do a higher. I agree with that higher percentage back to you. I don't have a sophisticated enough referral network where I have a lot of repeat, but this is good for people who like moved different out of town and like Mm -hmm. their family's back somewhere Mm -hmm. and their friends are, their sphere is somewhere else. They don't have a sphere where they're currently living and where they're licensed. This is Mm -hmm. perfect. And if they were with EXP, then they could have an exp agent out there that they refer that's to right as part of their revenue share group and it's even better it's even better even better. yes i think this is true you know it strikes me that if you are what you just the example you just said if you're out of your home market i think it would be really important to set a goal back in your home market i yeah. mean this has to be an intentional stream mm-hmm. of income basically Right. Because it's not traditional real estate income in that way. So, hey, I want to do 10 deals out of my home market. What does that look like? 
How, who do I have to be talking to? On what basis? What kind of posts do I need to be doing in that group? What kind of mailers, emailers, kind of education? Like have a strategy around that. I bet yeah. I bet you hit it if you put purpose behind you it. You would for sure. Alan and I have a line because our goal is for like our referral income to exceed our active income. Interesting. Tell me a little bit more about that. Well, I don't really like people. I feel like you know <laughs> and I don't want to work with buyers. And I only want to work with certain sellers. So So your goal is to have your referral income outpace your actually sales income. Why not? How how close are you to having that happen? We did it once, one month so far. Nice. It was great. I was like, this is awesome. awesome." Because you still get paid. I, it's the be- I tell I tell everybody it's the best money you ever make. I mean, first of all, if you do a good job for that person in vetting an agent, that, right. that's a massive service to somebody. Yes, but you got to do a good job. You can't just try to hand somebody off to the first person that you pops have a up. Conversation. I think we should do like a follow up video on what to ask, like how to interview an agent. Yeah, yeah. One on that. Yeah, I think that's a great one. Mm-hmm. All right. I think that's going to have to be the end of today's battle. If you enjoyed this episode, if we gave you some ideas, if you have some suggestions and ideas, please go to any social media platform practically. All of them. We ex- are there. Yes. We are there. And don't forget to subscribe um, to the podcast where you find any and all podcasts. We are there. Real Estate Fight Club. Jen, We're there. And... So. We are looking for more people to come work with us. If you want to be on our team, please give me a call or a text at 513-400-1691. All right, Monica. Bye-bye. And Jen, when you say team, this isn't your traditional team. You're not giving us team's 2.0. You've been listening to this podcast. Listen, we're not, you're not giving us any money. We're just serving you. So bring it. (laughs) Okay. See you next time. All right. I'm here with our tiebreaker, Kate Dawson from Keller Williams in Cincinnati. All right, Kate, are you ready for your question? Go for it. What is a fair referral fee? So I think the standard is 25%. Okay. But I think it all depends. What does it depend on? So I have a referral partner in Kentucky. I don't have my Kentucky license, even though I live so close to Kentucky. So when I give her continuous business, we have a 50-50 agreement because I send her everything in Kentucky. No matter the price point, no matter whatever, it's always 50-50. Yep, yep. And, and what, ha- is that just on the first deal or is that like on the all the deals that those clients do? So the first deal, like when I make that introduction, yeah, that is the deal. So if I'm saying, hey, my clients are gonna buy a house, then that's what I get 50-50 on. If they decide to sell and they contact her directly and they don't go through me, then that's her lead. She's built that relationship with them. Are you actively, when you refer somebody like that, are you actively staying like engaged with them so that they know that like you're the resource, you're the realtor? Yeah, I think it depends. Um, So my referral partner in Kentucky, we have a really great relationship. Mm -hmm. We have a good friendship. So I trust her and that's obviously why she's my referral partner. So I'm there if they need me and I have that conversation of, hey, you're getting passed off to Stephanie. She's wonderful. She's my referral partner. We work hand in hand together. If you need anything, I'm here. Right. But Stephanie is your go-to. 
Right. Right. That makes sense. Okay. Do you think that like, have you ever, like, have you ever gotten a 50% referral request? Like for somebody in your area? I think so. To be honest, I really have not, I've passed out a lot of referrals. I have not retrieved a lot of referrals. Have you ever had somebody tell you, no, they won't pay it? Yes. Actually, I just had this happen. So I used to live in Las Vegas and I worked for raising Man, Ohio is way better. (laughs) I love Vegas. I love Vegas. But, um, I had a friend of mine, he was going to relocate and work for a different raising canes. And I reached out to this agent. I was like, Hey, you know, you would be getting probably quite a bit referrals from this person. You would build a relationship with him, but I would be in the process. Cause I know he's going to ask me questions. I know he's going to ask for advice and guidance and all of that. Would you do a 30% referral fee? And she said, no, she said, no, she said, no, she said 25 or nothing. And I was like, Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, so what'd you do? What you want? Well, she stopped responding to me. So I moved <laughs> on to someone else. <laughs> but um, yeah, she like gave me a really hard time about it. And I'm, I think for me, like, I don't, I'm not trying to get into anyone's pocket, right? Like I understand we all work very hard for our money and I right. respect that. But when I'm passing you someone and I'm going to be there and I'm going to like, guide them and push them through the process with you and like right. keep them there, you know, like just to have that backing, it was a 5% difference, right. which I was fine with if we would have just had a conversation, but she just kind of ghosted and so she lost a really good lead. So, so interesting. Yeah. Well, I think, um, are there any specific referral partners you're looking for now? Honestly, in Vegas, yes. Okay. I don't have, and I have a lot of friends out there because we lived out there. Yeah. So having a Vegas referral partner would be great. Florida and Orlando would be awesome. My husband and I are actually looking to buy a condo and believe it or not, I have contacted so many agents and they, I can't find a good one. Let's just say that I can't find a good one. (laughs) And I would love a, like specifically Las Vegas agent as a referral partner. Okay, perfect. So if somebody's listening and they would be a good referral partner for you in Vegas, um, or they're an agent in Orlando, or maybe they have a referral for you in Cincinnati, what is the- Pass me some leads, I'll take it. Not a lot of people move to Cincinnati. What's your phone number? It is 513-560-0660. Awesome. Thanks for being on, Kate. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Real Estate Fight Club podcast. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you get updates when new episodes are available. And we truly love feedback and would appreciate all likes, reviews, and suggestions for future topics.